coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. Algorithms are constantly changing. So, you know, the, the strategy is a little different this year than it was last year. My main offering is a, is a year-long coaching program. And so we're constantly, of course, dropping, you know, inspirational messaging and having launch events around that. Uh, so we've used a lot of Facebook in the past. We're moving into some you know, more LinkedIn and, and a couple other platforms this year. But, you know, it just I think you have to have to have good advice on, on what's working now and, and what works for your audience. So the answer would be different for just about every listener that's that's hearing this. Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Shields. On Pass the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. Today's guest on Pass the Secret Sauce is Marsha Bench, who is the CEO of Transformational Coaching Institute. Marsha's been in the online world for more than 20 years. She started her first online business in 2001 and has since then gone on and written more than 20 books. Today, she works with many other coaches, authors, speakers, course creators, anyone who is looking to move their business to online to realize the power and potential that the internet and technology can offer you. Obviously, Marsha has gone through many, many different transitions and iterations and seen social media platforms come and go. So you want to find someone. If, if you're in the situation where you're looking to bring your skill sets and create a course and, and publish them to the world, you want to find someone who has been through the gamut of of different technologies and and seeing things come and go and obviously Marsha has the experience to be able to do that so again if you are looking to create a course or you think that your service could benefit from an online course this is an episode that you certainly don't want to miss well I grew up on a farm so um, we always had dinner together and uh, whether it was four o'clock or six o'clock, <laughs> be there or be square, as they say. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and it was always, it wasn't chaotic at all. It was fairly peaceful. And, uh, you know, my dad was a farmer with a day job and my mom was a work part-time so she could be there when we got home from school. So very cool. Very yeah. cool. What, what um, did you guys, your, your dad was uh, working part-time on the farm. What, what did he farm? Mostly wheat. Okay. Yeah. He died I, when I was 14. Oh, okay. Brain cancer. So uh, that was kind of tragic right after we moved. And uh, so I think that helped create the entrepreneur that's here today. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, my my father actually passed away when I was 16. He drowned. So, oh, wow. yeah. So so, you know, same, you know, certainly wouldn't expect that. But, right. uh, you know, one of those one of those things that uh, you pick up and, and you know move on in life what what how did that impact you would you say like you 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 felt like that sort of spawned the entrepreneur uh, well, what do you mean I by was, that I was a firstborn 
and a Taurus on already. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> hard driving right, right out of the gate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they just put their life savings into a business in another town. And so I became the wife and the housekeeper and the cook. And uh, my mom was trying to keep her head above water running an auto parts store when okay. she came from an urban background. So uh, it worked, it all worked out. But, uh, you know, I read some studies since then that um, most women entrepreneurs had an absent father in some way, divorce, mm-hmm. addiction, travel on business or, or death. So I guess that was part of the formula, but, uh, but yeah, definitely helped me to become more uh, self-sufficient. Yeah. Independent and also probably helped me mask my emotions more. So I had to do some work to get, uh, you know, get past that early in my twenties, yeah. but, um, but yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. I'm, I'm curious, you know, some of the things that, uh, you know, you learned from that, but what, what, what happened, you know, so, so you're, you're a teenager, did you do college and all of that after high oh, school yeah. or got, got yeah. a lot of grief? I was 10 years in and out of college trying to find myself. Yeah. And, uh, and it didn't really happen until I became a coach, I don't think, but the psychology degree was definitely a step in the right direction. And, uh, the lawyer part was more of a doing what came logically, yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I sold everything and hit the road after two years of that with my first book and because I just wanted to have a more positive impact in the world. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so did you, 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 you said that you, you were in college and you, you uh, stopped college after the two years. I mean, you said that there was like a 10 year stint or, or what, what was the two years that you stopped and then hit the road? Well, we're glossing over a lot of, of life here, but uh, yeah, I was, I went to business school, worked for a year, went to college for three years, uh, got my bachelor's in psychology, worked in a large law firm, decided I could become a lawyer because the associates were asking me as the secretary how to file the pleadings. Mm-hmm. And I already had, you know, the problem solving skills. So then I went to law school. And then after a couple of years with one firm, I then went on to uh, start my own practice and uh, begin doing more consulting, more speaking, and um, then decided to help people figure out what their purpose was and how, uh, how to use that in their work. So this uh, book, uh, One Nine to Five Isn't Enough, mm-hmm. was my first uh, international book. And uh, from there, I've just continued writing and just finished number 28 a couple of days ago. That's incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, just to, 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 to be able to have that many books in you and, and being able to you know, produce you know, that much content. Yeah, absolutely incredible. So, so have you always had the, you know, everyone has, I guess, certain strong abilities, capabilities. Yours obviously must be writing. Yes. Mine could be speaking, I guess, but, but have you always been a a prolific writer or did that take some practice to be able to, you know, really hone that in? Well, the actual gift is synthesizing, I think, Mark, because it's um, it's taking seemingly different things and combining them, in, whether I'm speaking or whether I'm writing. I've done a lot of speaking as well. And of course, I, I ran a coach training school until 2020 when I sold it and started another online company. But yeah, I've always enjoyed writing. I was very good in spelling English right off the bat. So I um, used to write stories when I was a teenager. Yeah. So it just kind of naturally evolved. And I think that, you know, especially during that time when my dad had died, I relied on, I was at the library every day. I was, I was the person walking home from school with a book in my hand, you know? Yeah. And uh, so books were where I found my answers. And so now I want to turn around and provide those answers to others with what I'm writing yeah. now. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So what was, what was life like for you before you wrote your first book? And then, you know, obviously you, you saw a snowball effect because you kept writing them, but what, how did life change for you from, you know, writing that first book onto, 
you know, the second, third, fourth? I mean, is it, uh, you know, what, what, what happened you know, during that time? Well, there's nothing linear about it, really. I was awakened in the middle of the night with the idea for the book before this one, the one I talked about, which mm-hmm. was more, a little more closely related to law, but then it quickly branched out from there to entrepreneurship. So knew exactly where to pitch it, you know, what to do, how to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So we started a, a class, a process of teaching professional development classes at our community college here in Portland for once a quarter for a while until, you know, new ideas started to emerge. And so I have a kind of a unique approach. I know one of the things that a lot of times you like to ask is, is what's a process that works well. And, and instead of staring at a blank screen, I will usually teach the content first and kind of figure it out and finalize it that way in an interaction with others and then write the book. So the book writing is easy. I mean, I think I did this last one in about a month. So interesting. It, yeah, it, it really does simplify the process. And so we have a, a, pr- a program that teaches that is one of our offerings. Yeah, interesting. So do you have a, I guess, a pre- beginning framework that you would sort of plug these, these ideas or theories into, and then you would go and teach it, and then you would refine it as you go? Is that, I mean, obviously, much, you're probably yeah. refining it. An intuitive what, hit of some kind or a need that I identify. Yeah. 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 What, what, uh, what is that process that that initialization process look like for you? Is it, you know, is it, you know, sort of like a summary of ideas that are just bullet pointed out? Or how do you how do you go through that initiation of, you know, starting to teach an idea, which, you know, ultimately, you know, gets distilled down into the book, but you know, how does that how does that process initially start? Hard to explain it. It's just my brain just works that way. You know, it's a, it's, a, you know, it used to be slides. I don't do slides as much now because we prefer to be live on camera, but you know, it's a, it, it is a framework and it's usually, you know, eight steps or so. And okay. then just kind of filling that in and with examples and sub points and yeah. Kind of, and then seeing how that lands with everybody that I'm sharing it with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and And do you, are your your teachings are they virtual or is it is it you know in class in person type settings you're getting you know that that type of you know you know i guess personal upfront feedback right away or again are you teaching these types of concepts you know through zoom calls or what have you well i don't think anybody's doing in person now (laughs) really to speak of so yeah it's it's been virtual since 2001 okay yeah oh wow i've done a lot of live speaking too yeah that was when i started my first online company Wow. Wow. That's, that's, that's impressive. Kind um, of a veteran. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to that. <laughs> so, so what was, what was it like starting that first, that first online company? Because that, that was, I mean, you had to have been one of the first, the first people that, that created an online company back, back then. Yeah. Well, it was certainly nothing like it is now. Didn't have social yeah. media. But I had a great mentor who taught me business coaching and then uh, kind of guided me in that first website, which was very primitive, but I didn't even have a way to, uh, to take the gal's payment that was my first student. But, uh, yeah. but, you know, it was a matter of 45 days of, from concept to launch and uh, just kind of building the plane as I fly it as, mm-hmm. you, know, mm-hmm. I've, you know, the saying goes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was certainly exciting and, uh, I wanted to create something that, that would allow my husband and I to travel because he was retiring around that time. And, um, so we were able to three separate years to travel and run the business, you yeah. know, a couple of years by RV and one year by yacht up the East coast. So very cool. Very yeah. cool. What, so I'm kind of getting a, 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 a sense of a pattern here that it seems like you prescribed to the, the theory of, you know, 
get something out there and then refine it as you, you know, as you go and then you perfect that into whatever the final outcome is. I think you have to, especially now, you know, things just move too fast. I don't know if you found that to be true, but absolutely. You sit and and spend six months creating a program and by the time you launch it, it's out of date or it's not going to, you know, if people don't respond to it, then you've wasted all that time. I like people to be paying me to develop my content. So yeah, absolutely. No, that makes perfect (laughs) sense. Absolutely. So, so how how long typically will you take, uh, you know, spending, creating something, you know, how do you, I guess the question would be is how do you know when you have enough content to be able to, you know, launch something that you can start getting refined and tweaked and, and, you know, factored into whatever the final outcome is going to be. I think it's just intuition really. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, if it's crystallized enough that I can put it on a piece of paper, you know, or on a screen, mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, get it out there. People need it now. They don't need it, you know, next month or next year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and then by the time it's actually ready to start. Hey, it's Matt. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I've been involved in the multifamily real estate realm for a while. It's something that I truly, truly enjoy, and I wanted you, my listeners, to be the first to know about something new coming out. We're calling it the MultiWiser Deal Room. It's a community of individuals just like you who want to get wise about multifamily real estate investing, developing, and even owning and managing your own complexes. You'll be able to network with people from all sections of the industry, from investors looking for deals, project managers looking for investors, real estate brokers, property management agencies, contractors, remodeling experts, finance gurus, you name it, we're going to have it in the network. I've been at this for a while, and I know it takes a community to make just one of these projects happen. And the MultiWiser Deal Room is my attempt to shorten your learning curve and get you plugged into leading experts fast who can help you close your own deals. We start off with a video glossary of over 150 commonly used terms to increase your understanding and help you get moving. Also included in the community are training videos to help you be successful, like how to put together a pitch deck, build a team, and so much more. We're going to have live interactive Zoom calls where you can ask your questions and learn from people who are actually out there in the industry doing it. For more information, go to multiwiser.com. That gives you some time to fill it in. So yeah, it can be a little sense. scary for some people, I'm sure. But um, and, and it's not like I have a you know a curriculum design background, although I seem to have a talent for it because I've had curriculum designers look at some of the things I've done and they've said, yeah, I don't have any comments on that. It looks great, you know. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, it's just I've got a. It has to be practical. Mm-hmm. You know, it just has mm-hmm. to be practical. I'm not philosophy was my least favorite class because I couldn't see anything you know practical about it in college, but. Yeah, as long as I can help people achieve a result that they're looking to achieve, that's mm-hmm. what motivates me. Mm-hmm. And and it all revolves around you know business development, business growth. You know, for entrepreneurs, is that the main focus that that you typically will? Yeah, for the most part, my Simon and Schuster book was called Thriving in Transition. I don't think you can find it anymore, but there's a workbook that I've written that's out about that. So that was more about the transition process. I did a bunch of interviews and. You gave some examples of some celebrities and Olympians and things, uh, you know, in terms of, of that model of transition. But uh, but yeah, and one is called the Tao of Entrepreneurship, which is more of the mindset of the entrepreneur. It's a meditation yeah. book that's 52 okay. weeks of meditations. So all around the, uh, you know, just being successful as a business owner. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So what are some of the the 
you know, you, you mentioned that, that you had a, a publisher, the Simon Schuster book. Are you, if, have you written, have you self-published any books, you know, before are they always, have all you but always three. Had... Yeah. All but three were self-published in my okay. company, High Flight Press. Yeah. Okay. And, and if you, if you had to compare the two different paths, which obviously, I mean, you've done more of the, the self-published ones. Is that a better path with today's market, with the tools that are available today? Or would you say that it's, you know, still advisable to, to try to get a publisher? That's a great question. It takes, depends on your goal with the book. If you're really looking to land national media and, you know, do that sort of thing, and you've, you've got a, a bit of a track record, maybe you've got a couple other things out there, mm-hmm. uh, then, then uh, you know, hiring an agent and going that way may work. What I'm doing this time is co-publishing, actually. Okay. So um, I'm, I'm investing in a firm that does this all the time and that doesn't use the knowledge that I had three years ago when my last book came out, but they're like, it's their life. And so, yeah. you know, hire the expertise rather than me trying to manage all those details or my team yeah. trying to do it. And so just gives me the peace of mind about that. And I can still bring my own, you know, messaging and marketing to it. So that allows it, the, the publishing process to be streamlined too. So that's, you know, yeah. either, either self-publishing or co-publishing with, with someone that uh, that really knows their th- their stuff is what I would recommend. Yeah, that makes sense. And then the the tools that are available today, like you know, you touched on when you first started, there wasn't social media and all of that. You know, in your you know, you're you're promoting online courses, you're promoting your book. You know, you have a bunch of things that you're promoting. Do you focus in on any specific social media channel, or is there channels that work better for you than others, or is it? You know, you're 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 trying to you know be seen in all of them you know as much as possible. Well, algorithms are constantly changing, so you know the the strategy is a little different this year than it was last year. My main offering is a is a year long coaching program, and so we're constantly, of course, dropping you know inspirational messaging and having launch events around that. Uh, so we've used a lot of Facebook in the past. We're moving into some you know, more LinkedIn and, and a couple other platforms this year. But, you know, it just I think you have to have to have good advice on, on what's working now and, and what works for your audience. So the answer would be different for just about every listener that's that's hearing this. Yeah, no, that makes that makes sense. And, and the types of people that you're trying to attract, obviously, entrepreneurs, are they in any any type of industry or vertical or anything that they, they, they focus in? Yes. Mostly coaches and other experts, uh, authors and speakers also can use the the high ticket uh, group coaching method that we've developed as a back end strategy. So, you know, when you go out and speak, whether you get a fee or you don't get a fee, you still want to be able to offer something as an ongoing income stream. And so the um, that's that's the main audience. And um, then we, you know, we will occasionally have people from from organizations come in. I know when, when I had my coach training company, I coached in, you know, college career centers and trade groups and so on. So, you know, kind of uh, kind of varies. But for the most part, coach or, coaches are my love because they always uh, have that desire to help others, you know, and so we want to help them not only help with the right strategy, but also make sure that they're, they're using the invisible parts of, of the client attraction process with manifesting and those kinds of things. Okay, so that's okay. always, uh, always in there with the work that I do. Yeah. So, so you get into a lot of the, I guess, the, the thought process behind everything as well and, and making sure that you're, you know, it's not all just tactile. It's, it's you know, self, self-improvement, self-development as well, would you say? 
It goes even deeper than that, actually. It, it's okay. more, you know, we're all attracting all the time. We're all creating all the time. Are you creating what you want or not? And if not, then what are some of the principles you can use to, to tap into that? So it goes beyond the intellectual to more of the spiritual, the etheric uh, level. Yeah, interesting, interesting. What, what are some of the things that you that, that your students have realized after going through, you know, especially the, the self-help side of things, right? I mean, you can, you can teach... You can teach, you know, processes and techniques and all of that, but, you know, s- some people have a hard time getting involved or getting into that headspace where they can, you know, realize that their thoughts can impact, you know, whatever they're, they're trying to achieve. So I, I guess, you know, have you, have you seen, you know, huge turnarounds from someone who might've been very, very negative, maybe perhaps, and then, you know, all of a sudden they realize that they had this ability and, and, you know, they've turned their turn their life around because they, they started thinking more positively, or I I guess just kind of expand on that a little bit. What are, what are those transitions? What do those transitions typically look like? Well, it, you know, it varies based on where the person's starting. We don't really enroll people that are negative to begin with, but they do often have like self-esteem or visibility, especially with women. Visibility is a big thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that is my exclusive market is women. So, you know, helping them to get past the fear of the camera and the fear of what people will think and, and just, uh, you know, getting connecting with, with this is the work that you're here to do in the world, you know, it's your mm-hmm. spiritual path and uh, there are people that need you now. So you don't put it bluntly, get out of your own way, you know, yeah, yeah. but um, we had a gal, a lot of times the transition starts happening just in the enrollment process. You know, we had a gal come in that had had a lot of health issues. Uh, she had uh, lost a ton of weight and um, she wanted to help other women do the same. This was at the, in the midst of the pandemic last year, year before. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but, but, you know, she didn't know online media. She'd had an info, you know, an online business or a, uh, a direct marketing business back in the 2000s, but it's totally different now. Yeah, so sure. we helped her to see, well, you just do a really simple offer. Here's how it could look and just, you know, put together the money at least to get into the program, which she did and proceeded to, you know, get triple her investment in a matter of a couple of months, just from what she learned very quickly because she was very coachable and she, yeah. she really wanted to do it. And so uh, that's one example. Sometimes it shows up as, as uh, you know, financial results right away. Sometimes it shows up as lifestyle changes. We've had a few people that have moved uh, diff- to different locations because that's what they really have wanted to do. And now they have the freedom to do it because they have an online business. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are a few examples. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're, you're primarily helping people also start, you know, online businesses, would you say as well, you know, kind of have that freedom to be able to go wherever they, you know, wherever, obviously wherever they want to go, but it's, it's, it, is it, is it more, I guess, web-based rather than physical type storefronts or. Yeah. You know, it's service businesses. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. The, the approach that we use doesn't work as well with retail uh, simply because it's, it's about scaling online. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Primarily, what are... you know, just going from the one-on-one model that therapists and coaches learn to a high ticket model, or if you're already in a group coaching pro or have a group coaching program, elevating that into a high ticket structure. So you can serve, you know, a hundred, 500, a thousand clients in a lot less time than it would take you to serve even a fraction of those in a, in a one-on-one basis. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I'm, I'm curious for your perspective on the types of businesses, and, and this might be, you know, a very, very basic question, but I'm just, just curious, like, you know, there's a lot of people that have a lot of different types of skills out there, right? And they may not necessarily realize that they have a skill yet, 
you know, they, they haven't, they, they don't have an online business. They don't have, you know, they've never advertised whatever their knowledge is or skill is online. Are there any types of, I guess, techniques to be able to identify, you know, what, Hey, maybe there is something here. Maybe I can, you know, sell this, you know, this, this skill that I have online uh, rather than doing it, you know, one-off to, you know, individual people. Does that, does that make sense? It does. And, you know, we, we don't really do like skills assessments per se. They're, those are certainly available online. Most of the people, by the time they're five or 10 years into their career, have a pretty good sense of what they're good at and what they love and what they want to have different about their career. And, and then uh, those are the kinds of people that enroll in the certifications that we offer so that they can become qualified and, and confident in their skill set with that. So we do have a certification in our method as well that we'll be launching later this year. Uh, that's what I did for, for 20 years with the other company was certify people in career coaching. So a lot of times when they're looking for a transition, uh, and like the great resignation right now, we've got you know 12 or 15 million people out there looking for something they can do that won't be so have all the, the downside that their yeah. current jobs have had. And, um, you know, learning a skill set, you know, whether that be, you know, whatever it might be, there's a lot of different kinds of, of uh, work from home opportunities that are legitimate yeah. and that uh, you can simply work into the schedule of your day. If you've got young children, you know, I had my mom had a series of four strokes in another state over two years and I was able to be there with her because uh, I, I needed to be. I'm the oldest child and uh, all the way through until she passed away. So that is is a real blessing. And so I would just say. If you're um, usually, you know, people like, like our company will give sample calls, informational calls about the program, what it's about, who it's for. And so look for those, you know, if you have good people skills, if you enjoy helping people transform, then coaching might be something to look at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. And, and the coaching can be, I, I think we already covered this, but just want to reiterate the coaching could be in any, you know, any type of industry, right? I mean, it's not just, or is it more personal personal development type coaching. It could be, you know, again, whatever your skill set is, whatever your knowledge base is, it could be teaching people how to use Photoshop or something like that. Or, or again, is it more focused on a specific, you know, a specific type of, of skill? Well, if we're just talking in general, any kind of coaching could help. I mean, when we started our first coaching school, there were 44 other com companies. Now there's you know, over 600. Yeah, uh, including some colleges that offer programs and everything from life coaching to executive coaching and everything in between. Uh, we sp specialize because you have to in this market. You know, our yeah. past company was about career coaching. This one, uh, you know, specifically about helping entrepreneurs with their uh, with growing their businesses. But there's there are coaching programs in just about anything out there. So and from anywhere from you know go for a weekend to a full year, it just really depends on on what the person is looking for. So depends on, you know, our focus has to kind of yeah. go out and back in again, depending on what context we're looking at. But yeah, no, yeah. That, that, that makes sense. Um, if people want to learn more about you, your services, or, you know, even, even your latest books, what would be the best way to, to reach out and get, touch, get in touch or, you know, search for those, those new offerings? Thanks for asking that. Uh, website is transformationalthoughtleaders.com. And you can also uh, just message me or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook soon on TikTok, not there in a big way yet, but, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and uh, we have periodic free workshops that, um, that will be informational and, and uh, be, be able to get an idea of whether this is a fit for you or not. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Marcia, this has been fantastic. I, uh, I, I love that you, you're helping people realize their, their true worth, their true passion, you know, in life and what they, 
you know, ultimately are going to be happy doing and giving them that flexibility to be able to, you know, live the life that they ultimately, you know, feel like they, they should have, you know, deep down in their heart. So, so thank yeah. you for that. It only takes one bad job to want something different. And I had a few, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure everybody's, you know, been, been on that path before. So, exactly. Um, but no, it's great that you're doing something about it and helping others, you know, realize their, their happiness as well. So many, many thanks. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening. And remember, pass the secret sauce.